I woke up the next day and I went from having $400 cost per applications to now 30 to $40 cost per applications for people who wanted to pay us either eight or $25,000 to work with us. That first day I closed two deals for 25 grand and that was the genesis of the power offer. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, it's Adam here, and thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can get hold of a free copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing. Because inside, you're going to find 10 golden rules for B2B and professional service firms that consistently create client sales opportunities and drives revenue growth. And you'll find out how to do all of that using professionalism, ethics, and good manners. So what you can do to get your free copy is go to the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And when you get hold of the book, what you're going to discover is a simple strategy to ensure that you consistently have a full calendar of motivated and qualified ideal potential clients who want to discuss doing business with you. And what I'm literally doing is giving away the exact entire strategy that my clients pay thousands to implement with them. Not only that, I share throughout the book links to templates, frameworks and workbooks that you can use to actually implement this strategy and get results. And it's all for free, no strings attached. In fact, there isn't even an opt-in. So please make sure you go and grab your copy on the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And if you want to grab some of the other gifts and resources that I offer there, please help yourself. So I hope you go and get the book. I hope you read it. And more importantly, I hope you do something with it. And when you do, I'd love to get your feedback on the results that you've got. But until then, let's get to today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, before I welcome today's guest, I've got a bit of a need to get something off my chest. It's almost a bit of a confession. And that is that I'm actually a recovering digital marketing junkie. Now, it's been a little bit over 12 months since my last complicated mega funnel that I literally spent months putting together and only to see it bomb at the, uh, you know, at the end of it. And honestly, that was my lowest point. And, you know, it has been tough and I've been tempted by plenty of shiny new object and tactics and all that kind of thing. But I have stayed strong by reminding myself about what really matters when it comes to marketing. Now, OK, this is all obviously a little bit tongue in cheek, but it carries a couple of serious lessons that I myself have fallen victim to over the years. Things like overcomplicating things with tools, tactics, funnels or forgetting to put in the required effort into developing the most important part of marketing. And that is the offer. Because the truth is, even a world-class marketer will struggle when the offer sucks or it isn't clear or it isn't what the end client truly wants. Because you don't have a business unless you can identify a specific client that wants a specific tangible result and is willing to pay for it. Now, don't worry, I am about to shut up and let my guest today tell you exactly how to create and lead with offers in your marketing the right way 
to attract buyers and not just tire kickers. Now, today's guest is a digital marketing consultant to seven, eight, and nine figure clients. He's a sales webinar expert and host of both the Experts Unleashed and Sold with Webinars podcast. And on top of that, he runs the webinar agency serving coaches, consultants, and small business owners with skillfully crafted sales messages and high converting webinars to generate more customers and clients. And haven't finished, he's an expert in helping others monetize their expertise through his signature program, High Ticket Courses. Now, seriously, the power and simplicity of what he does is truly, truly mind blowing. So, the marketing geek in me is kind of giddy with excitement right now as I'm about to welcome my guest onto the client catching podcast today, Joel Irway. Joel, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And um, for those that can't see this, um, I have to mention the amazing background that you've got on your video. Obviously, it's an audio podcast, but we've just had a bit of a conversation. Check out the video where um, it'll be on the show notes page and have a look at what Joel has done with his background. Now, there is a bit of a story, isn't there, Joel? Why don't you just quickly go through it? Yeah. So as we're recording this, it's July 22nd, 2020. Uh, so for those of you who are listening later on down the road, I mean, we're right in the heart of COVID, right? So this has been my COVID project. This has been my quarantine project, if you want to call it that. So I've been trying to upgrade my studio and I, I bought this kit, I bought this training program that showed you how to get high quality live streaming videos. And so I don't know anything about cameras. I don't know anything about video and film and all that technology. So I bought the program and they said, okay, great. Here's your, here's your parts list. Here's all the equipment that you did buy to connect your camera to your computer. So it live streams. So I go on to buy it all. Everything's out of stock and back ordered for months because everybody's now working from home. So they're probably buying the exact same kit that I am and everything's out of stock. I'm like, oh crap. So then I have to do my own research and try and jerry-rig this thing together. To make a long story short, it took about seven or eight different shipments from Amazon. Every time I purchased from Amazon, I thought this was going to be the last thing that I needed to buy to get this to connect with my computer. It took seven or eight times for it to actually work. But alas, three, four months later, it's finally here. I finally have a blurry background, a high quality picture, and it only cost me about $4,000. So... The funny story is I found out how to do it for about $8 while I was, after I already purchased everything, but that's neither here or there. So, <laughs> but it looks amazing. And I think there's something in there that is going to set this conversation up because I heard in what you just described there is, is, is a bit of a journey. So it's, it's the journey that you went on to solve a problem and there were little bits along the way and you were kind of ascending towards the objective or the goal or the result that you wanted, right? And that's what a lot of people teach when it comes to growing a business, marketing online, all of that kind of thing. It's not always the best way though, is it? And it's something that you have almost flipped on its head when it comes to what you do. So do, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I know that therein lies the real power in what you do. Pun intended, by the way. Of course. So um, as you were talking about, you mentioned something called the ascension sequence, the ascension ladder. I want to be very clear and very upfront that I am not trying to rewrite the rules of marketing, okay? Meaning I am not trying to discredit ascension ladders or, um, or say that they don't work. I know I can take that stance and be like, ascension, ascension models stink, like they, they don't work anymore. They work, 
it just has to be done in the right order. And many people do it in the wrong order. And many people, like I would say, because uh, we have our own ascension sequence, but, and I can talk about that a little bit later, but we just built it. Like we just built the ascension stuff, okay? So I'll give you a little bit of backstory and, and, uh, uh, and context so you understand where I'm coming from here. Mm. So back in 2015, 2016, we were running the webinar agency. And so we ran uh, high converting, we built high converting sales webinars for coaches, course creators, and consultants. Uh, we ended up running our own webinar to acquire clients. And ironically, our webinar was the worst performing webinar of any of the webinars we had ever done. So we were our worst client. Now, I'm a big advocate for investing in mentorship, investing into people who can help you get to where you want to be. And I joined a couple of different coaching programs. And so I kept thinking, oh, well, I know how to write the webinar. The webinar is fine. I need help with the ads or I need help with the funnel. So I invested probably close to thirty-five to $40,000 working with coaches, plus spending tens of thousands of dollars on ads. And to be very clear, we were selling an $8,000 coaching program and we were profitable, but it was like not anywhere near as profitable. Like I, I wouldn't want, I didn't continue that program because it was costing us about $400 to acquire just an application. And mm -hmm. to acquire a customer was like two to $3,000. After I paid my sales team, after I calculated my fulfillment costs, my hard costs, I'm like this just isn't worth it. So I needed to figure out, like I still needed clients. And I had been running this webinar for years, or I'm sorry, for about a year. I'd been running webinar for, webinars for years. And so I saw what worked. I saw what markets it worked for. And I saw that we were struggling with it hardcore. And we had just moved into a brand new house. The house was three to four times more expensive than our first home. Like we had a starter home in Rochester, New York. We had uh, just had our first child. So my son Dominic was born. We moved to a brand new home, uh, three to four times more expensive. It was our dream home. And here I am still struggling to get predictable lead flow, predictable clients. So, you know, the old saying that goes like, you need to sell, uh, you know, you need to be marketing your services um, to whatever keeps your customers awake mm. at night, like whatever is like keeping them lying awake at night. And this was actually me. Like I was laying in bed. It was 11 o'clock at night, one night trying to figure out what am I going to do to get clients? I remember I was staring at the ceiling, staring at the ceiling fan. I'm like, I'm under an immense amount of anxiety, an immense amount of stress. Like I have a team to, you know, to support and I can't figure out how to get predictable clients. I was reading a book mm -hmm. called, um, it was called How to Create an Irresistible Offer by Bob Bly. And uh, this is what changed the game for me. And ironically, it had nothing to do with creating an offer, right? So the thing that I learned inside mm -hmm. this book was not about creating an offer, but it taught me and it's, it makes so much sense. Like once you think about it, so he like page three or page four, there was this chart that said the performance degradation of your content as your brand content increases and your offer content decreases. And so that's a little bit of gobbledygook. So let me break that down for you. Essentially what it was, was your cost per acquisition is going to be the lowest if the content that you're putting out is more offer driven. Okay. So he gave a couple of examples and it was basically like 
you can expect a 50 to 100, and this is just comparatively speaking, these aren't actual numbers, but in the book it said, you can expect a 50 to $100 cost per acquisition if your content that you're putting out is 90% offer driven and 10% brand driven, right? And as that ratio decreases from offer proportion and um, brand content increases, so like let's say it's 75% uh, offer content and 25% brand content, your cost per acquisition is gonna go up. The more brand content that you put in there, the higher your cost per acquisition. So I'm looking at that, like this makes way too much freaking sense. Like it can't be this simple. It just can't be that simple. It's almost too so, good to be true. It's almost like, too good, to, but, to but see it made that. sense. I mean, but it's like, it's yeah. such a simple chart and it made sense. And so I'm like, you know what? This is what I needed because what I had been trying to do with my webinar, a webinar by nature is educational based marketing, right? So it's content marketing at its finest. And let me also be very clear, like we still run webinars in our own business today. So it's not that they don't work. Everything has its place. And the whole genesis of what I'm talking about, the whole purpose of what I'm talking about here is like making sure that we're putting this stuff in the right order. For many people listening right now, you do not need, you do not need all of the other elements that we're talking about. So let me get back to the story. So I'm laying awake in bed at night and I'm like, I read this in, uh, in the book. I'm like, I got it. This makes total sense. And so I jump out of bed, I run downstairs, I fire open my laptop and I'm like, I'm going to write what is now called a power offer. I'm going to write this ad and it's going to be exact, the exact opposite of what I've been doing with my webinar funnel for the past year. So I type up this brief ad, super short, super direct, and I hit publish going to run an ad. So I hit, I hit, you know, publish on my ads manager. And I said, I'm not going to look at this until I wake up in the morning, hit publish. It was like 1150 at night, shut the laptop. I went upstairs and I had the best night's sleep I had in a long time. Cause I just had like, it was like, you know, when you have that like sense of confidence, like, you know, something's going to work. I had this, even though like I mm. didn't have lead flow coming in, like I hit publish. I'm like, there's something here. Mm. I woke up the next day and I went from having $400 cost per applications to now 30 to $40 cost per applications for people who wanted to pay us either eight or $25,000 to work with us. That first day I closed two deals for 25 grand and that was the genesis of the power offer. Hmm. So I'll pause right there if you got any questions, but like no, essentially it's, it's... what I created was that was the first version of the power offer and, and you know, it's that's the start of this story. And, and and I, I, I kind of have heard of a, a version of that story before, which is why I wanted to um, let you bring it out, because there's so much in there in that story. The first being, I know exactly what that feels like, because <laughs> I've been in that situation as well. And the back when we first started, they were, you know, first started the business and um, it's a similar thing. Wife pregnant, started everything and then started going well and clients and all the rest of it. But then we found out the, uh, you know, my, my oldest who's now happy and healthy was born with some complications, which needed time in the hospital and all that kind of thing. And it was, it was incredibly stressful because couldn't basically couldn't be present a hundred percent, but also then trying to run the business. And then all of a sudden things start dropping and all that kind of thing. And then you just sort of laying awake at night with, you know, thinking, right, I've got this brand new family and I've got this responsibility and how the hell am I going to do this? Right. Yep. That is real. And that is a real fear for so many people out there. Even if 
you have been successful up to now, because what I love about your approach when it comes to this power offer and how I think it's so applicable to right now, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll, you'll sort of see this or, or maybe um, have, have an additional take on it, is we are all now, or the majority of businesses have been sort of forced back into startup mode in so many ways, because the market's changed. The way people buy has changed, the purchasing decision-making process has changed, and all the things that we're thinking of has changed. And maybe the things that we have been traditionally selling are not necessarily the right thing to be selling right now. And so we have to almost go back to that startup mode and think, basics, fundamentals, who do I serve? What's the big problem that's keeping them awake at night like Joel and I? And how can we help them fix it? And I don't know if you've seen that sort of thing going on at the moment as well. Yeah, you know, it It doesn't matter if you're going through um, a time like what we're going through right now. Uh, the pandemic is causing us to really rethink our business models. Some people are just completely out of their old business model. Time and time again, it doesn't matter if you have a successful business, but like you're going to launch a new offer or you're going to launch something new inside of your business. And Ultimately, what you need to figure out is, are people going to buy this? It doesn't matter if you're in startup mode or if you're in established mode, right? You need to figure out, do people actually want this? And so what we're essentially doing is we're cutting through all the noise. I think so many people have this misconceived notion of, oh, I need to do mark, like I have to, it's the Gary Vaynerchuk approach, right? Jab, 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 right hook. So I have to mark it before I can ever make an offer. And that is what I wanted to set out to disprove. To go back to my old webinar funnel that wasn't converting, my background is in engineering. So I needed to figure out exactly why that wasn't working. Like after I realized like, holy crap, this power offer has something here. I needed to figure out why my mini, or I'm sorry, why my webinar wasn't working. Why my mm. educational based marketing approach was so ineffective. And it came down to the fact that I was over-educating my market, over-educating. So this isn't going to be true for everybody listening right now, but this might reflect something that you're going through. So my audience, my offer was I was trying to help people create high converting webinars. It was a coaching program or a done for you program. So I had two offers, right? So I wanted to educate them. Like, here's why you, why webinars are great. Here's why you need to be doing webinars. Here's the big opportunity with what I went through the whole education cycle, the educational and awareness um, uh, cycle for why they needed to be considering webinars. Well, what I didn't realize was that there was already a massive market of people who didn't even need to be educated. They already knew about webinars. They just needed to say, Joel, why should I be listening to you to get my webinar done? That was the eureka moment. And I think so many people listening right now, you have that same, that same segment of your market that exists. You can go after these people who, have, who need the least amount of educating. And those are going to be the easiest people to convert, even if they've never heard of you before, right? Because that's the misconceived notion. They think, mm. oh, well, they don't know me, so I have to give them a lot of marketing. No, that's not true. I've completely disproven that. Yes, they're going to need to trust you, but they do not need to go through a long education sequence to say, okay, yes, I'm willing to invest with you to get this end result. Everybody mm. out there has a market that doesn't need much educating on why they should be 
listening to your methodology, right? Mm -hmm. It's that it's that market of people who have tried and failed. They've already experienced or attempted to, you know, achieve a result with whatever your your methodology, whatever your system is, but it just didn't work, right? Go after that market first. It's the least amount of education and they are the closest to the conversion hole. And that was the big revelation for me. It was like, like when you're starting out, you have to go after them. Like mm. it's the fastest way to cash flow. You really only need to differentiate yourself with how is your system different? You don't need to educate them on why they even need to like, why they even need to buy into this system. Cause once you do that, you have an additional sale that you have to make. You have to have, you have to convince them that they need to be paying attention to this methodology and having that additional sale is going to cost you money in your marketing um, time and energy. And so mm, we're just cutting through the noise and we're going after that, that, that hyper aware market that is just ready to get that problem solved. now it makes complete sense. And um, that it, it brings to mind something that, you know, again, what you're saying is based on fundamentals. And the first thing I think is really interesting is Coming from the engineering background, you then ask yourself the question, what wasn't working? You go back and you analyze and, and that's a real engineering sort of mindset, which I think is a real benefit. And more of us could really you know, take something from that kind of mindset because most of us think, well, this isn't working. I'll throw it out rather than going back and trying to fix it when it just needed a little bit of a tweak. And that's something I think that all of us could probably benefit from. But the other thing is that it's, it's a similar thing to, I think it was it Eugene Swartz that wrote something like this. It's about, you know, when, you're, when your market is both uh, problem aware, solution aware, your headline, if, you know, talking about copywriting, leads with your offer. And that is, that's another way of sort of describing what you're talking about. And I, I know we've been sort of talking for a while and we've mentioned offers and all the rest of it, but there might be some people out there that are actually a little bit confused about what we specifically mean or what you specifically mean about offers because they might think well i sell websites yep. is that what i do is just like buy my websites is that's not what we're talking about is it it could be it could be right and so this is what i call mtdo like make the dang offer now it like if somebody's out there selling websites you have to really you still have to understand the marketplace okay you have to understand what people are actually buying now in today's day and age, buying a website may or may not be what people are looking looking for, right? I don't know if that's the case or not, but if I were in the I would have to do some research and say, okay, well, who's my, who's my market that doesn't have a website? Or maybe I go after a market where they've got an existing website, but it's poorly converting or poorly designed, right? You have to start to analyze what are people searching for? Like, what is the need right now? If it were me personally, I wouldn't go after like, hey, let me build you a website because that's an ultra saturated market right now. I mean, like in today's day and age, we're in 2020. Websites have been around for 20, 30 years. I don't even know. Like whenever like it became mainstream, like there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of people who can build a website. So your competition has driven the price point down. That all becomes like once you get into that type of market, this is what Todd Brown calls like the stages of, um, of, uh, offer. I call it the offer lifespan. And it's a derivative of what, mm. of what Todd Brown talks about is the five stages of your offer. Like stage one, think about the little blue pill, like Viagra, when they first came out nobody, like they'd never created, nobody had ever solved that problem for, um, for what Viagra solves, right? So they could come out and they could make any sort of claim, any sort of promise because they were in the blue ocean. They could make 
anything that they wanted. They can make any sort of claim that they wanted and they dominated because it was something that people wanted and there was no solution out there. So they didn't have to worry, I mean, aside from legal claims, but like they didn't have to worry about competition. As you go from, let's say, stage one, which is, you know, which is a completely blue ocean market, all the way to stage five, which is now it's completely saturated and people are always, you know, they're, they're one-upping each other with their claims. Like now your claims have become so outlandish and the market is so saturated. Well, how do you differentiate yourself? Essentially, when you get to that stage, you have to develop a unique mechanism. You have to develop something that is very, very unique. So I'll give a perfect example. I just hired somebody to build my own personal brand website. Okay. They are in the funnel community. And rather than calling it a quote unquote website, they call it a funnel hub. So they targeted funnel hackers and basically said like, you've got all these successful funnels that are working, but people are out there searching for, like they see your funnels, but they don't believe you. So they're searching for your name. And once they, you know, search for you on Google, that's where all of these hidden sales are, are going to be won and lost. And if you don't have a reputable site to say, hey, listen, this person is, is worth it, then you're going to lose all those sales. So let me build you a funnel hub that builds your authority and also directs them to all the different funnels that you have. So they created their own mechanism. The reason why I bought was because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be sold on a website because I could have just gone over and hired any sort of designer probably for 20 bucks an hour or whatever. I could have, I could have gone the cheap route, but I was, it was positioned differently as a funnel hub. And there were all sorts of different features and benefits that revolve around funnel hubs. So now they're the only people that create funnel hubs. In reality, it's still a personal brand website, but that is what we need to, like, if you're in that type of market, like selling websites, getting back to your original question, like what is your offer? Like your offer is essentially what your promise is. And so, yeah, you can be direct and see if you get any leads saying, let me build you a website. But my hunch is that you're going to run into a lot of price resistance because there's tons of competition out there. So how do you overcome that? You got to create a unique mechanism. You've got to differentiate yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. And, um, because there are, let's be honest, no matter who, you know, no matter what sort of service you sell, and that's predominantly who listens to this podcast, you have a lot of competition. There are lots of financial advisors. There are lots of accountants. There are lots of marketing people, consultants, agencies, all that kind of thing. So what makes you different? And yeah, I've, I've been down a similar route. It's, it's, I don't sell marketing services. I will build you a growth accelerator ecosystem. I'm the only person in the world that can do it it's unique yep it's digital marketing but it's the process and it's the mechanism for for how you do it and uh yeah i mean the, the day i made that shift and and started talking about that rather than selling sort of marketing very very different and you can lead with that as an example and people ask the question so what what goes into it and how does it work and then that's when you can educate but it kind of it just needs to do enough to to sort of pique enough curiosity to s sort of have somebody say okay yeah i'm interested tell me more you nailed it. That's what the offer is there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think what I'd like to do is try and give people a bit of a concrete example of, of how this would work. And let's, let's play a bit of a game here, right? If, say, because people are, as I've said, like a little bit in startup mode or even if they're not and they're looking to launch something new, if, if, if you had 30 days to use what you know to launch either a brand new business or a brand new service and you had 30 days to do it, how would you go about it? And 
what would you do along the way? What would your thinking process be and how would you then implement? Good question. So what I would do is what I did unknowingly in the past. So when I, before I even launched, how I launched the webinar agency, uh, I had failed launching a course that I really wanted to sell. This is back in 2014. 2014, yeah, 2014, late 2014. I hired a coach, you know, paid about $10,000 for this coach, learned a ton of great stuff on digital marketing, and I didn't blame the coach for my failures, which is very, very key. You know, all successful people take ownership in their own responsibilities. I, it was a learning experience. I learned a lot of great lessons, but I ran out of money for ads. And so what I did, I didn't wallow in my pity. I had quit my job, so I had no, I had nothing to fall back on. But what I did was I reached out to, like, I needed to figure out, okay, well, how can I generate revenue? And I looked, I call this closest to the whole. I talk about this when I'm launching new offers and this is the same exact thing. So I looked at my closest network and I said, well, how can I unlock some opportunities within them? So the first person that I reached out to was my coach, right? I called him up and my coach, by the way, was Russell Brunson. So I called him up. And this is right when he launched ClickFunnels and he launched a coaching program mm -hmm. to help sell ClickFunnels. And I called him up and I'm like, hey man, just, you know, everything's going, not everything's going great at the course, but I said, um, you know, <laughs> love what I learned in the, in the program uh, and things are going, you know, things are going okay. I've, I, but I ran out of, I ran out of ad spend to promote my course. So I'm looking for ways to kind of, you know, bring in some additional revenue. I know you're trying to grow your coaching program. I know you're driving traffic to these leads, you know, do you need a phone salesperson, right? Mind you, I didn't have any phone sales experience, but I wanted to create an irresistible offer for them that was, that was no cost for him. I'm like, listen, I'll just work on commission only. I'll just, freak. I didn't tell him this, but in my mind, like, I'll just figure it out. I'll, I will figure out how to close these deals. And so he said, well, I, you know, all of our leads are full right now. Like we don't need any salespeople, but go talk to this other member in our coaching program. He's looking for a phone salesperson. So he put me in contact with this guy named Jason. Talk to Jason. Jason's like, okay, cool. I'm running a webinar right now. What I would love for you to do is just follow up with all my leads that didn't buy, call them on the phone and try and close them. And if you can close them, you'll get 10% of the sale. And the sale, he was selling a $1,000 program, 997 program, I'm like, all right, deal. He said, watch the webinar so you know what you're selling. And here's the list, just start dialing. So I watched the webinar and I'm like, man, I really don't like cold calling. I called a few people. I'm like, this is not going to end well. Like, this is not going to be anything that I enjoy, but I went through it. And I said, listen, Jason, do me a favor. You know, how, how well is this webinar converting? And he's like, honestly, it's not converting that well. Like we basically break even. I spend about a thousand dollars a week on ads. We make about one sale a week. Russell tells me that I need to do webinars. I'm doing it. I'm trying to improve it every single week, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And I said, well, my background, I was in sales. So I did tons of sales presentations and I learned the webinar format. I'm like, I think I can improve this. Would you mind if I, if I rewrite this webinar for you and I'll pitch it on your behalf next week or in two weeks? And he's like, absolutely. I hate delivering webinars. And if you, can, if you can sell more than I can, I mean, it's just as good as following up these people on the phone. So two weeks later, I rewrote the webinar uh, we increased his sales by 14 fold. So we did 14 sales that first week wow. that I pitched it for him. And that was how the webinar agency was born. And so all I did 
to replicate that. And I reached out to a few other people in my network, but nothing ever came from it. But I reached out to influencers and people who had momentum going and I offered to give them more momentum or I offered to just help them out in any sort of way. And I made them an irresistible offer after I started this conversation. So if I were starting again now and I had 30 days to make this work, I would do the exact same thing, right? Mm. For those of you who have joined, like the perfect example for this is if you have joined any sort of course or coaching program with a community, that's your hot list. That whole community is your hot list, right? Start with that group and just either give value or make make some connections inside of there and figure out like, okay, what do these people need? What can I offer them? How can I learn skills to help better them, help make them um, advance whatever they're trying to learn? Like I tell people this all the time and I don't know if people do it, but like, this is exactly what I would do. Like is mm. if I needed to restart from scratch, I would become a specialist in one of these programs that I already paid money for and already invested in because there are people like me who have more, who want more to, who um, value their time more than they value their money. Meaning I'm willing to pay money to get whatever the result is. Like, yes, I might've joined a, a digital marketing program or a digital course. Very, very low odds that I'm actually going to go through the content and implement it. But if somebody were to approach me and say, listen, Joel, like, Hey, I saw you were in this program. Like, if, have you implemented this yet? Um, would you like me to implement that for you? Like, become a specialist in something that you've already invested in and go after that internal network of people who are also in that community. I guarantee you, you'll find opportunities in that realm. So that's exactly what I would do. I mean, mm. I've joined tons of programs. My network is solid right now, but if I were starting from scratch with no network, no audience, no list, nothing, I would join a group where they're learning something and I would try to be whatever it was, like that specialist, that standout person to add value and just start making personal connections. I would build as many one-on-one -on -one connections as I possibly can and opportunities will come from that. Hands down, guaranteed. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. And I must admit, that's a slightly different version to the answer to the question that I was expecting, yep. but it's even better. Because you think I was going to say give a power offer, create a power offer? I'll be honest, Joel, I was kind of setting you up, you know, I was going to give it to you, but you've, you've come up with something better. The answer is you want to come up with a power offer, but you're just not using ads to, to promote it. So the power offer is that irresistible offer. And that's what I ended up doing with, you know, with Russell, who led me down to my eventual first client who led me into my first paid gig. And then he told everybody inside of Russell's mastermind and Russell's coaching group, which was over a hundred people that like, holy crap, Joel just made me $14,000 on the, on this webinar this week. I mean, I had people reaching out left and right after that. I mean, it was, I didn't plan that, but there's definitely a lesson to be learned there. And there's definitely a repeatable duplicatable element to that. So, um, making that irresistible offer. I, I, I hear sort of a, a few things in there that I, I want to pull out um, to make sure that, that, that it's been heard. Because as you say, you've, you've told this to people and they haven't necessarily taken it on board and then gone and done it. Because first of all, the simplicity in what Joel is saying, that's one of the things that I think people mistake. They think the answer 
to a problem has to be complicated when it doesn't always. And sometimes the, the easiest or the best solution is a simple one, but executed almost perfectly. But also that you continue to execute it and you keep moving forward because it's all about momentum, as you covered on there. Go after people that have momentum because it's a, or, or businesses or individuals or something like that, because it's a hell of a lot harder to get something started than it is to, as you say, build on the momentum. So that should come into your thinking in terms of where you're going, in terms of the kind of client that you want to work with or business or individual, right? Because yep. they've got momentum and it's a lot easier to sort of get those results. And I think the last thing that sort of stood out was how you can go in and, and it's just about starting conversations and understanding the problems and the pains of a certain specific group of human beings and then figuring out how can I solve this problem for them better? And the last thing is there is an entire business right there in what Joel has just said. I think that you could literally go around to all of these courses. And if you're a if you're a marketing agency or something like that, say we do a done for you version of this course, which you may or may not have completed. Would you like us to implement it for you? Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe not to the perfect power offer structure, but it's it's kind of there jumping into my head. You would never run out of clients. Well, I will say this. I will say this, which is very important. And I see it with my clients. I see it with my current students when I teach this power offer. I teach many webinars, right? Our method of, of acquiring clients is that if you look back and you reflect on the story that I just told you with my first, with, with Russell and with Jason, I went in thinking that I was going to be a sales rep doing phone sales. Okay. That was how I got in. Now I'm not saying this is, understand where I'm coming from here. Once I got in and I saw what was going on, Number one, I quickly realized I did not want to be a phone salesperson. But number two, I saw other opportunities for which they needed, mm -hmm. they needed help. So I didn't go in saying like, I want to create webinars for these people. Like, no. But what I saw was I kept my green glasses on. I don't know if you've ever heard that analogy of like, you know, green glasses. Like when you see the world and everything around you is opportunity because you're seeing through the eyes of green glasses and everything is green rather than all these different problems in the world. Like you start to see the world differently. And I saw inside of Jason's business, okay, there was a clear problem. His webinar is not converting. Well, that interested me way more than phone sales. And so I just asked him, I said, do you, you know, have, are you working on the webinar? Like, want me to give this a shot for you? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So hmm. that was the big, op like, that's the big lesson here is be willing to pivot your offer. And this sounds so rudimentary. It sounds so elementary but so many people are stuck on, they're married to what they think people want and they are unwilling to change. When we start driving paid ads to a power offer, if there's no response or if people are really struggling, like the first thing we're going to tell people to do is we need to develop a new offer. And like, no, no, no. Like I really want to, I really want to help people with, um, <laughs> you know, uh, law of attraction and all this other stuff. Like mm. fine. Like, but nobody's responding to it. So you want to keep burning money? Like I'm telling you right now, nobody's responding to whatever it is that we're promoting. You have, to, you have to take that data that's coming back to us and you have to be willing to pivot. And the people who succeed are able to swallow their pride and pivot to what the market really wants. Just like when I went in there and I saw a new opportunity with webinars, right? I would have kept doing phone sales because I needed to make the money. 
but I saw a bigger opportunity, not necessarily for myself, but also for my client because the main problem that he was suffering from was lack of conversions on the front end. And he was trying to solve it with backend salespeople. And I'm like, let's try and solve your front end conversion first and figure out what we can do on the back end. And so always be willing to keep your eyes open for opportunity, put your green glasses on and the world will completely change. The world will completely change. I love it. And uh, I haven't got a, a pair here, but uh, I've got those orange glasses that I wear in the evening. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a similar thing. Maybe if you see the whole world as orange, I don't know. But uh, yeah, a bit uh, a bulletproof Dave Asprey kind of a thing going on there. But it's something similar to um, a, a previous guest that I had on the show, Greg Hickman, talked about. And he spoke about you have to fall in love with the problem that you solve, not your product or not your service. And we went a little bit further and said you have to fall in love with solving a problem for a specific type of client. Because when you do that, it doesn't become about the thing. Maybe you start selling websites like we used the example earlier. But once you get in and you actually realize that they've got a deeper problem that actually it's not the website it's the problem it's that they have client generation issues or they have messaging issues or they have all these other types of issues which it doesn't matter if you have the world's best website nobody sees it or they turn up and it just turns everybody off then it's not going to be the solution to the problem yep and it's really fundamental to understand that so yeah there there's so much in there and what i've really enjoyed about this conversation is that it, it it's the it's the narrative that you bring to a situation that helps people really understand it. And, and I, I'll be honest, I sort of came onto this thinking, right, we're going to get into sort of tactics here and all the rest of it. But I've almost broken my own rule with that thinking because it's not about the tactics. The power offer is one thing, but that is a fundamental. And you've got other things that you talk about, mini webinars and then webinars and then all the other sort of things that go with it. But they're not the things. They're the tools which make the strategy work to ultimately solve a particular problem that you're solving for people. And that is essentially, and I think I'm going to call the podcast this, how to make sure that you never run out of clients again. I'm kind of playing with it in my head, but there's, there's something there. It's like this is a fundamental skill that if you can understand this, and I can't remember who said it, but this is the thing that got, because I was massively, massively guilty of a lot of this. I love marketing. As I say at the beginning, I'm a bit of a junkie and it's, you know, all of these things that I just got really complicated and everything. A lot of the time I then look back and it was actually a guy, I got on a a call with someone and he became a client, but how, I don't know. But we were going through the process and all the rest of it and and I'm all about giving value and all the rest of it. And he just stopped me and he said, Adam, look, you clearly know what you're doing. I want to work with you. Just make me a damn offer. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and I sort of sat back and then I'm, I got thinking, right, okay, well, let's have a look. And I realized that so much of what I was doing was passively kind of very British politely asking, well, if you would like to do this and blah, 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 you know, yep. make the damn offer. The key to grow, and I think it was Frank Kern that said something similar. It's like the key or the, the secret to growing business is make more offers. Yep. But they have to be relevant. And I think that's the key to understand. And it's what you talk about and, and, and how you teach people. And I've really, really enjoyed this conversation and I want people to go and check out more about what you do. I want them to understand how you use this power offer as the starting point, but then what you can do after it with what I've referenced there, the mini webinars. I want you listening 
to go and watch one of Joel's mini webinars. Joel, would you tell us where people can go to to, uh, to check those things out? The best spot for them to go uh, is, so if they're listening right now, they obviously like podcasts. So let's start with the two podcasts that I run. Uh, Sold with webinars. You can go to, if you go to joelerway.com, you'll be able to get links to everything that, I'm, that I put out, right? So that's kind of the hub. That's the funnel hub, right? So you can go to joelerway.com. That's J-O-E-L-E-R-W-A-Y.com. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, the central hub for everything that you can, you can find there. That'll, that'll link you to the Sold with Webinars podcast. That'll link you to Experts Unleashed podcast. Sold with Webinars is all about marketing and uh, marketing strategies, marketing background, marketing tactics. I've got like 130 episodes published already. I've done, been doing that for like three and a half years. I love podcasting. I love being on podcasts. I love hosting podcasts. Experts Unleashed, I interview, it's a strictly interview series where I interview other six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs. Uh, I've got probably close to 80 episodes of that one as well. So those are two content podcasts you can check out. You can go to highticketcourses.com uh, where I talk about power offers. I talk about mini webinars. And I talk about how we launch, how we take this concept of, um, of, uh, of high ticket offers and power offers and turn that into, you know, high ticket courses. And so that's my primary market. People who are coaches, who are consultants, who are service providers, how do we get more clients? How do we productize their services? And how do we develop that all into one simple client acquisition lead generation system? So that's highticketcourses.com. And you can check out your, my own mini webinar that we have for our high level services. You can see a mini webinar as an example. Um, you can go to newwaytolaunch.com. That's newwaytolaunch.com. And of course, if you join any of that stuff, um, if you opt into any of that stuff, eventually you'll get invited to my Facebook group, which is Million Dollar Course Marketers. And we do daily content in there. I do trainings every so often. Um, and there's tons and tons of people in there. We have like 1,400 people in there right now. It's a highly engaged community. Mm-hmm. And that's where we all like to have fun and party. Absolutely. And um, um, I'm in there um, when I can be. I am possibly one of the world's worst people on Facebook. Um, I I go on about once a week, probably, um, just because life is crazy and I have no idea how people can spend as much time on Facebook as they actually do. However, I I can vouch that every time I go in, one of the first things I look at is Joel's group. So definitely go and check it out because some of the stuff he puts out there, he should be charging for first off. Um, and, and yeah, go and look at how he does things as well, because you'll learn so much from how people do things as much as what they tell you, because Joel does exactly what he teaches. And you even see it in some of his posts. So I'm like, there's another power offer he's testing out. It's really, really, really good. So um, definitely go and check that out. And um I didn't mention the uh, my my little Russell Brunson story for anyone that doesn't know who Russell Brunson is. Um, this you know you can turn off now, but he came to London and 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 uh, I I challenged him to a wrestle. You know he's massively into wrestling, and I got someone to sort of video phone it, uh, film it, everything. I don't know anything about wrestling. I went to put my arm around him, and I could feel in the split second I did it, he was going to flip me like nothing, mm-hmm. and like the guy, yeah. Um, yeah, he was a state champion wrestler, so that was a yeah. smart move. <laughs> I, I I could tell that within a split second of making that offer. I mean, it wasn't a power offer; it's a stupid offer. So um, there you go. You live, you learn. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Joel, thank you ever so much. Um, I massively appreciate your uh, your time and spending it here with uh, with me and the listeners today. And I do really hope that everyone listening goes out and checks out what you do because right now 
if you're listening to this in the midst of coming out of the end of this COVID situation and you are in that startup mode, Joel has possibly the simplest and fastest to implement answer to getting back on track that you could ever want to find. So go and check it out and then tell him that you heard the podcast and tell him that you appreciate him spending time here today. So just want to say thank you ever so much, Joel, and happy fishing. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. So there we go. That's it for today's episode of the Client Catching Podcast. All that's left for me to say is say thank you ever so much for um, choosing the Client Catching Podcast. I know there's a lot of options out there and you could be listening to a lot of different things. You've chosen this and that I am truly, truly grateful. And if you know one other person that you think would find today's episode particularly valuable by helping them grow their business, please share it with them and they'll thank you for it. So um, lastly, if, this, if you are a regular listener or if it's your first time, please hit subscribe. Make sure you get notified of all the, uh, the episodes as they come out. And if I can ask one more favor, if you do again, enjoy the podcast. I'd love to just get a rating and review just to let me know what you think of the show. Um, I read every single response personally. They do mean the world. They keep me wanting to do more and more of these. And yes, it helps others find the show too. So um, that's all from me today. Until next time, happy fishing.